It's a hot July day in Neukölln, the borough of Berlin with one of the highest percentages of people with immigrant backgrounds. I'm visiting the Werkstatt der Kulturen, German for Workshop of Cultures, Germany's only cultural, arts and community center that is completely dedicated to migrant and minority cultures. Since 1993, the Werkstatt has set their focus on transculturality and engaged the diverse population of the city with over 400 yearly events, such as concerts, film screenings, lectures and more. For the last 10 years, the Werkstatt der Kulturen, such as many other cultural institutions in Berlin, has been financially supported by the city. Now, this is set to change, as the Senate recently announced the withdrawal of funds for 2018 onwards. SOAS Radio visited the Cultural Center and interviewed guests, collaborators and the director, Philippa Ebene. She tells us about some of the highlights and ongoing events of this year. We started the year with a global drum festival. We wanted to open with a big bang. You, you might know that the Berlin winter <laughs> is, is a difficult one. That was a beautiful event. We had percussionists from Korea, from Senegal, Japanese percussionists, and all of them Berliners. That's what makes the house so interesting. Just yesterday we had a wonderful, a wonderful event um, happening that first took place in London. Faith in Tunes, it's called. We had 1,400 visitors. We had Candomblé on stage and, and Christian singers and Hindu dancers, all kinds of different people representing different faiths in Berlin. We also have a new series, um, it's, it's called Beyond Spring, and uh, we, we show Arabic films every Thursday night. We have a group of Syrian women. They work with an Egyptian um, theater scientist and they developed a program uh, in which they tell their story. We have a new event happening once a week. Every Wednesday it's called Raum für Flucht, which basically means space for escape. And um, it allows different organizations to use the space. Some of them organize uh, concerts, benefit concerts, some of them uh, reading, some of them lectures, some of them just parties. And we enable them to do whatever they want to do. It's this enabling that makes the Werkstatt a unique place and has given creative agency to many Berliners. Professor Bilgin Ayata is a German political scientist of Turkish descent, focusing on migration. She has collaborated with the Werkstatt for a number of projects and tells us about the people she was working with when she designed a lecture series on migration. They all were people who are called in Germany with a migration background, um, people of color, Germans, who are usually in the public discourse not without further questioning accepted or regarded as Germans. So in that way, it was a very enriching and powerful step to become not just consumers, but actually also contributors and active shapers. And this is a very important part of the Werkstatt that has been developing over the years very much into a place where people with an image immigrant background or people of color um, are not just being talked about uh, and who are not just invited to present their cultures um, so that others can consume that, but in fact actually they were always invited um, under this new direction to participate, to shape and make the space one of their own. And I think this is really the important contribution that Werkstatt has brought to the city. It has created a space um, that goes beyond very simplistic understandings of diversity and culture. 
For example, the idea of there being different migrant communities in Berlin needs to be reviewed, as Ebene explains. Now, first of all, there's this funny idea, what is a community, you know? Yes, you do have, I don't know, Cameroonian communities and Turkish communities and, you know, Brazilian communities, but you also have second and third generations of people who belong to two communities, who have, say, a Korean mother and uh, a Brazilian father. They were born in Berlin and they do not identify with the old migrant organizations who still come to Werkstattekulturen. Um, but these people, they form new organizations and um, they need new events and um, they are involved in different debates and uh, we try to work towards a pluralistic uh, society together with these people. One of the academic events the Werkstatt put on was a conference called Postcolonial Justice and included the professor Paul Gilroy from King's College London. Professor Ayata remarks how the conference addressed something that is largely absent from the public sphere in Berlin, Germany's colonial history. German colonialism is something that is pretty much being ignored, marginalized and um, relativized, not only in politics, but also really very much in various cultural institutions. Werkstätte Kulturen has been the first cultural institution that addressed German colonialism um, by projects like 1884 or a conference on transatlantic slavery. It was really a path opener in that way. And we had a very, very fascinating discussion with Paul Gilroy. He gave a keynote lecture and after the keynote lecture, five academics from and around Berlin who have been working on post-colonial theories, um, we engaged them in a debate with Paul Gilroy. There were about 500 people and it was a very important event that had been talked about many weeks after that. So this is just one example that shows um, that Werkstatt der Kulturen um, is not just a small place in Neukölln where it is located, but in fact is also an intellectual hub where people from London, Ghana and elsewhere are coming um, and expanding the little bit narrow um, this framework of discussion that still exists. We asked Jonas Bibi Hammond, the Ghanaian musician, producer and longtime Berlin resident who was behind the musical project 1884. The project addressed the 19th century Berlin conference that divided colonial Africa into the countries that still exist today. He tells us about the background and his relationship to the institution. The 1884 music uh, project, it was two things. It was an educational project and a process of uh, bringing remembrance about what had happened, but using musicians that live in the diaspora. So what it did was to realign us as African musicians to how Africa was partitioned and how it influences how we thought and operated as musicians. Because it's also the first time the people in Berlin saw a project of this size that was that Pan-African. And I think the Werkstatt is known for doing such upstart projects, I call them. They really galvanize uh, things into action you know, the place has a certain atmosphere. It has an atmosphere, you know, we speak of cultural integration. We like to speak, you know, of the cliché multi 
But the Werkstatt is one of the only institutions that is supposed to represent such that I have been to where you breathe in this atmosphere as soon as you walk into the place. My fear is that if it means that they are going to change it in any kind of radical form, that the city is going to lose a great opportunity for true cultural and intellectual integration. While the Werkstatt was initially set up as an integration project and is funded by the Integration Department of the city, it distracts from the fact that it's an arts centre that puts on high-quality productions. As it is now faced with losing over half of their budget in less than two years, Philippa Ebene tells us what that would mean for the institution. We will not be able to continue our work, that's for sure. I mean, there isn't any criticism out. We don't really know why that is. Basically... We hear things through the grapevine. It's either not enough diversity, which clearly isn't true. There's way more diversity than there has ever been. Or it's, um, well, you should try and find more money somewhere else, which is also difficult because on the one hand, then we want to make our house accessible to as many people as possible, which means we will never be able to ask for lots of money from our audiences. And on the other hand, uh, the city seems to think that the money they have been given us is enough, which if you compare what we do to things other people do, and if you compare what we receive to what other cultural institutions receive in the city, it's not really understandable. Cuts to arts funding, especially to black and minority ethnic institutions, has been an issue in the UK too, Being a city famous for the openness and support for the arts, with many artists migrating to Berlin from other parts of Europe, Berlin's local politicians seem to have the last say on whether the city can sustain and continue to build a diverse society with an outward look to the future.